Hello and welcome and good evening or good afternoon who gives a care. It's This Is Going Well, I Think, with David Cooper, and I'm your host, David Cooper. It's This Is Going Well, I Think, the show where no one's listening and no one cares, the show where every episode's the last episode, so let's jump into it. Our guest today, all the way from San Francisco, comedian Natasha Vinick, someone I've worked with before, someone who needs no introduction. In, let's get exciting. Let's, it's all happening. Let's get it started. <laughs> you always do this thing where you get really enthused about music, like the Oops, I Did It Again track, and everyone's yeah. just staring at you like you're crazy, but it doesn't phase you. You still act enthusiastic. It pumps me up, you know? When people are staring at you like, why are you being enthusiastic no, right now? No, the music pumps me oh, up. Music, and like, ignore that's, the judgment. That's all that really yeah. matters. Yeah. Is it you're able to ignore the judgment or you just feel this profound sense of judgment all the time that you just need to power through it no matter what? Um, the thing is, life is so unpleasant that you really have to derive whatever little joy you can get. And if it's the music, it doesn't really matter to me what else is happening. I'm going to throw something at you. I don't even know it's true, but it's something I say a lot. And it's that Mm -hmm. I'm just as anxious to talk to a barista as I am to public speak or do stand up or whatever in front of 10,000 people. So I'm always just at a 10 out of 10 at all times. And Uh that's what enables me to be a performer. It's not that I'm not nervous and scared. It's that I'm always nervous and scared. Yeah, I I hear you, and I would a hundred percent agree. But there are times I'm there's one time I'm always more nervous and scared than other times. I don't usually get nervous before I go on stage. What is that one time? Punchline, San Francisco. A uh, comedy venue. Yeah, where all of the comics are there every Sunday. Everyone's watching you. All the comics come from all the other cities. To ah, watch. So it's the and other comedians. Com- it's the people who could open doors for you. It's not the general public who you're supposed no. to be targeting. It's my peers slash people who will book me, who will all talk about it afterwards. Isn't that um, the bullshit side of stand-up? Like worrying who's there and worrying who's going to see awful. you and like you. Maybe they'll like you based on something that has no bearing in talent. Like, And everyone there nobody knows who's going up so everyone's there secretly hoping to go on stage but you don't find out until two minutes before you go on stage that you're going on stage so it's not a fun it's everyone just tense and weird and people are upset that you got on stage and if you did poorly people judge you it's all bad is that nerve-wracking knowing that you only may have two minutes notice you can't even you have to like be getting in the headspace without actually knowing if you're going to get called up and when it's terrible because it's like oh do i have to like even like look good for being on stage like i can't hang out and enjoy it because i'm watching to see if the booker is coming near me or not and if i have to like get juiced in two minutes to like get up there you know yeah why go why sit there only to not get called up because they track how often you sit there um to track how often you come to decide when to put you up wow so if you're going regularly you're more likely to get put up it's crazy do you think it's worth that time investment I, for a while, didn't because uh, it didn't feel good for me and it felt too stressful and made me too anxious. Um, but it is a process by which you can end up being passed at Punch and opening for like big headliners that come through. The punchline being a comedy venue in San Francisco. We've broken yes. all the rules of radio and maybe it's just as well because this is a podcast. Natasha Vinick, 
comedian. Uh, usually you're supposed to when you start talking to someone on radio. My boss would drill this into my head. My producer would drill this into my head. Who are you? Why do I care about you? Mm-hmm. What do I need to know about the conversation to join in? And I'm getting such joy breaking all those rules. We're doing a cold open and that's pretty cool. It's not the first time I've done that. How did you and I meet, Natasha? If, if my first memory is the right first memory, it was at Piano Fight. A venue in San Francisco that's closing. Yes, devastating. Very devastating. Great food there. Great drinks. Um, and I don't know if Tracy introduced us or or what. That's our mutual friend who's a comedian. Also my cat sitter. But somehow you, I feel like you were like, I'm supposed to talk to you or something. I feel like you said that to me. Uh, huh. And then we talked and you were un- unpleasant. <laughs> to my credit, I was drunk. Uh, yes. I don't I, I'm trying to think what my logic was. Uh, I don't know. Maybe you made me nervous. I was like, you, you seem like a funny, wonderful person. You would never talk to me or be friends with me because anyone with any sense to them uh, wouldn't like me. So I was like, I'll just, I'll, I'll set the narrative before she gets a chance to decide. Yeah, yeah, let's self-sabotage this. Yeah, let's ju- ruin this. I'll set the record straight before she decides to set the record straight. Smart, very She's smart. not going to like me and it's going to be my choice. <laughs> <laughs> that I think it's either that or I was nagging on nagging you to hit on you, but I don't think I've ever hit on you, so No, I don't think so either. I think you were just drunk and getting sassy and also comics sometimes like to be mean to each other and it's just not who I am. I'm not good at that. I like being nice. Maybe I was expecting you to respond with meanness and we bond and be friends, but when you were just I like, so. Why are you behaving like no. this? You dick bag, I was like, Oh god. Oh, bummer. What? Really fuck this one up. Uh, so you, fu- we can swear. Every time someone swears on this show, I'm like, oh my God. But no, you can say fuck. I'm allowed. Ooh, yay. Yeah. Uh, a year later, I don't know. I'm just saying a year later. Could have been six months. Uh, you decide to do my podcast. My old podcast, of course. But not much has progressed from me being a dick and then us just not speaking. I don't even know if you remember who I am, but... I get it. I think I reached out to our mutual friend, Tracy, who you mentioned. uh, And I'm like, who should I book for my show? She gave me a few people. Uh, You were on the list. Um, And And I I asked her about you and she's like, he's great. And I'm like, okay. Oh, so it was the friend vouch. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. See, usually people come around on me because I'm just around them so much that they're like, fine. Uh, We we, weren't around each other very much. I know. know? I was wondering why you came around. The friend vouch. Does that Uh work for you? Uh, Someone could be a total jerk and then they get the friend vouch and you'll be like, okay, another chance. Yeah, especially if it's a woman who knows them well. I'm like, okay, maybe he was being weird, you know. Is that a safety thing? Like I want the credit of another woman to know that he's not like a... Like a predator type, you know, or a Absolutely, because men will talk about their best friends who are terrible people who've done terrible things and go, oh, yeah, he's great. You know, like, how can you, you can't trust, you can't trust a man. Can you give me an example of this? This is fascinating. Well, I mean, I feel like you hear about even like dudes who commit terrible sexual assault crimes and their bros are like, I don't think he'd do that. And it's like, well, yeah, you're a dude. He wouldn't do it to you. Sure. Yeah, we do that. Um, I, yeah, one of my closest friends, uh, I, I I heard like rumor, rumor, rumor sexually assaulted someone. I just haven't spoken to him in five years. And I just like, I, but I, I get the impulse to be like, I don't think he would do that. Yeah. But, and it's like, I get it. You never want to think anyone can do anything bad. And you don't want to lose a friend because you know the friend on good terms, but it's like, you know what? That friendship versus that I, I i don't know and he's like contact me like why won't you talk to me i'm like i just don't respond um yeah i don't want to get involved yeah 
Okay, so there's that side, but then is there any other like qualities that you, you'd be willing to overlook based on a friend vouch? I mean, I think if a friend was like, oh, hey, he was really drunk then, but he's not now, I'd be like, okay, I'll give him a go, you uh, know? If I start drinking again, you can, you can cease uh, contact with me. All right, I think you'll be more lovely again, but you know, I hope you do whatever's good for you. <laughs> no, I don't think, it's three and a half years. Uh, I don't think I'm ever gonna drink again. For a while, uh, I'm like, I'll just sober up for a year. I'll just sober up for yeah. six months. I'll come back to it. But at this point, it's like, nah. Nah, you're good. Yeah. Do you uh, you steer clear from some substances and not others? I was sober for a, like a good handful of years. I'm gonna say maybe four years. From everything? Um, yeah, maybe three years from 19 to 22. Was it like a come to Jesus, AA, higher power thing? <laughs> or you were just like, eh, no thanks? So my thing was not uh, alcohol. Um, it was pot. Marijuanas. You, know, people, you would people inject. People were like, oh, it can't be addictive or whatever. But if you're doing it every hour and waking up in the middle of the night to get high and waking up first thing in the morning, I think your brain is like, this is our rule now and what we need, you know? I, I think it can be anything. For some people, 100%. it's like they can't have a healthy relationship with pornography. It's yes. like if they if they put on the website once, it's like they're 10 hours in their house. They aren't having sex with their partners. They don't want to see their family. They can't go to work. You uh -huh. know, other people, yeah. uh, you can have a nice little wank there. No problem. I think some bodies and brains, I don't know if it's nurture, nature, whatever, but like I know mine is built to want to check out however I can. Yeah. Um, it enjoys checking out. And when I was very, very young, it was just books all of the time. And then when I found pot, it was pot all of the time. And now television gets a little tricky for me. I can relate. When I was a kid, when I was a kid, it was like computer stuff, mm -hmm. like writing code on a computer. And now I find myself distracting. Now that I'm unemployed, having my show canceled, I, I find myself like fucking around on my computer with like nerdy stuff. But when I was a kid, the solace was from the crazy household. So like yes, I would same. trap myself in my sister's room. She had the computer and she wouldn't be home. Uh, and I would just like disappear from the dysfunction of my relationship with my brother, my parents uh, yes. on the computer. It's interesting. For you, what was it growing Big up? Big identify, same thing. Yeah, what were you doing on the computer? Um, computer, I was doing a lot of, I also taught myself to code when I was younger, but I also just loved like Neopets and writing, but like it was really reading. I'd have like six different books at a time and be alternating between, and I couldn't deal with one ending so it'd be too emotional, so I'd have six other like on deck so I could pretend one didn't end. It was just really keeping the brain anywhere but present and in my family. Yeah, you know? and, and I'm still like that. I'm like, yeah, it's just busy work. So, But for me, I'm at my best when it's like, there's one thing I really need to do but I need to do it so bad that I can't bear to be unproductive. So instead I do something else that's pretty productive. Like it's something I need, like I'll do my taxes instead of like my homework, you know? Yeah, it's like productive procrastination. Yeah, as opposed to procrastination, which is if you're addicted to pornography can be. Yeah. Uh, so it, it was pot or marijuana. It's funny, pot is like, I feel like that's what baby boomers call it. Sorry, weed? Weed. All of it sounds dumb saying it. None of it sounds not dumb saying it. At one point, marijuana, they pot, just started weed. calling it flour. I'm like, so yeah. someone's like, I'm smoking flour. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking? You're smoking opium? Uh, I think they do that to differentiate from um, like vaping or other ones that it's actually like the green stuff, you know? Because now people vape so much and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like when you're purchasing on the apps, like, do you want to buy flour or not? No, no, I, I get it. But this word appeared out of nowhere. Yeah. It's like, uh, I, I still remember when the, when the verb texting spontaneously appeared. And it do really you? bothered me. I'm like, Why? I'm like, no. The verb is to send a text message. I have just <laughs> sent you a, I mean, now I say texting, but I, sure. these words just spontaneously appear. 
That's so funny. I still remember about seven years ago, I was sitting with someone, a comic actually, who does a lot of kind of so- social justice stuff, and she started using the word woke. And I'm like Googling on my phone, what the fuck does this That's word woke. mean? Uh, <laughs> these words just appear, and I don't know where they come from. I remember feeling an outrage that we never talked about again after the, the iPad came out, and they chose to call it an iPad. Very clear that there were no women in the room <laughs> making a choice around this naming convention. There's a big uproar, and then now we're all like, okay, fine. Uh, Stephen Colbert. Stephen Colbert. Stephen Colbert. <laughs> Why is it the only shit you laugh at was me, with me is when I say something wrong? This well, has that been was cons- cute. Been I cons- love a surprise, and that's a surprise. <laughs> oh, surprise, I'm an idiot. Uh <laughs> Uh, Colbert had a segment when the iPod was released where he's like, uh, no, the iPad was released. He's like, mm-hmm. we're going to call it the Tamp Pod, which I thought he, so nice. he was the only one who, who did that, uh, that I saw. Yeah. But at the time, yeah. the, the men were running late night, weren't they? They still are. Are they though? We got Samantha B. We got, what's her name on the Daily Show? Uh, I just tried to Google her really quick to seem like yeah. I, I know, I know, I know women. You know women. Yeah. Uh, I once saw a tweet. It was like, so you're, I forget who tweeted it. I should probably give them credit. They're like, so you think you're a feminist? Name five women. And I just thought that was the funniest thing ever. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Um, Anyway. Okay. So we're, you you had the addiction to weed. You jettisoned that. So you went four Uh years sober from the marijuanas. Yeah, as an AA, and they recommend you don't do alcohol or anything else. So I'm like, okay. You were in AA for weed? Well, the fellowship for AA is a lot stronger. There's a lot more people with more time than any of the other A's, you know? Um, so, like, there's more people who've been sober for longer who yeah, I assume yeah. would have more tools and experience. I mean, there's there's MA for marijuana, isn't right, there? Right, but again, the meetings are far less frequent. There are fewer people there. There's and less then, people. But what about less NA variety. for narcotics? That would be those same thing. too hardcore for you? Oh, that was the same thing, not as many. No, AA is just so big. Okay. So you just yeah. quit drinking so you could go to the meetings and talk about your pot problem. Well, frankly, in any an AA or MANA, they'd all want you to be sober from all of the substances. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I, are you allowed to drink non-alcoholic beer? Because I've never gone to AA. I have a friend who's trying to There's get There's some beer. guy who I remember used to say at our meetings, non-alcoholic beers are for non-alcoholics. <laughs> but it has 0.5%. I know. That's why I think he'd say that. Like, non-alcoholic beers are for non-alcoholics. Oh, and you're supposed to identify as an alcoholic if you're an alcoholic. That's. I mean, that's, mm-hmm. yeah, that's the one thing. So I do drink that stuff. Not like not often. I won't keep it in the house because people know. have bizarre rules in AIDS. Some people are like no kombucha, and there's a sect of people who are like, you shouldn't be taking any of your like mental medication pills. Like there are some people who are against antidepressants or anti-anxiety meds. So it's a little bit unreasonable. I think you have to kind of figure out your own stuff. Yeah, I think so too. Okay, so so you reconsider. <laughs> We're back on the original narrative. Uh, you come to the podcast with me. I remember I was so fixated. So when I was doing that show, it was like an old, old, old show. I had a phone outside like a little oh, phone yeah. that I, for the general public to walk by, see the show. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't working the night you came and it was pissing me off. Yeah, that's funny. I just kept on like trying to like half pay attention to you, which <laughs> I'll, I'll, let's be honest, I'm only half paying attention to anyone at any given time. Uh-huh. So I'm a quarter paying attention to you. A little math there. Just yeah, that's good. And I'm like trying to fix this thing, couldn't get it fixed. Uh, and from there we had fun and, and blah, blah, blah. We started working together. Yep. Then 
I start getting on the air with Bell in Canada or whatever with this presenter, as we call them in the UK, uh, this broadcaster, as we call them in North America. I don't know why the fuck I said presenter. Presenter. Jim Richards. And I'm like, okay, you're coming on. What are we going to call your segment? I guess for one week of your life, you were dating a lot and you thought that was your identity. So you decided to name it, Oops, I Dated Again. Uh, which the big- James asked me to go back and do something regular with him. You should. I will. Good. Yeah. I would love that. Um, so uh, Jim's, Jim's uh, I'm still on, I'm on the air with Jim uh, three nights a week now. I couldn't bear myself to do it five. It's a good That's slot a though. It's an evening show. It's a nice time. It's yeah. like uh, when, uh, no offense to probably everyone, and by everyone, I mean all one of the people listening to this right now were listeners of the overnight show. So I should be careful what I say, but it's a normal human being hour. <laughs> it's a, it's a more standard demo, a more mainstream demo. So, okay, I've done a lot of talking, but I want to get to you here. So you do that show ostensibly uh, as someone who dates a lot. I might, yeah. I have been doing some dates. You would be proud of me. Well, let's get there in like 30 seconds. But you do sure. this show with Jim and then with me, like for two years, year and a half. You must have gone on three dates, Natasha. Uh, I went on at least five. <laughs> there was one week, where, and I, I've mentioned this a lot, but for those who don't know you, there was one week where you like went to a sex party with like polyamorous. You're like, and not only that, the like Sunday, Saturday night before the show, you're like, I got a lot to talk about this week. And then you come on the show and I'm like, what? You kissed a guy, you held hands. You're like, no, 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 no. Let me tell you. I touched lots of things. And you touched and you had things touched. It was the salacious uh, content that I had been waiting for. It was crazy. It was a birthday party that turned into a sex party. It wasn't pitched as a sex party. I did not expect it to be a sex party. Even spicier. And I thought you were you reborn. I thought yeah. you were a born again Christian. And by Christian, I mean, you know, not Christian. Sex person. Yeah, a sex person. Uh, and then that, that fizzled out. Okay, so that's that's the short story of how we know each other. You've been going on some dates. Let's just, yeah. let's do it. I, I wanted the show to be something new, something, but Okay, if, we can talk about no, other but, stuff. But if you're going on dates, in some sense, that's something new, Natasha. Can I tell you a cool brag first before Please. the date? Why didn't I ask you for your cool brags up front? Wait, are you familiar with Carly Rae Jepsen? Uh, oh, call me maybe fame. I believe she's Canadian. Not, I believe that as well. Not unlike myself. I just met you and this is crazy. Here's my number. Mm-hmm. Is it and call, call me so call me baby? I think so. Call me maybe. Call me maybe. I thought it was call me. Now baby would have that be more Britney Spears. Yeah, call me maybe's like oh, uh, it's like cute, like coy, like call me yeah. maybe. You know? And call me baby or so call I, me baby. I, don't know. That's crazy. I think it's so call. I don't know. Whatever conjunction that Point is. Point is, call me maybe. I'm fixated on the conjunction. So, and, but and this is crazy. Here's my number. So calm. I think so, it's so. It's not a conjunction at all. Okay, so I am familiar with her. Is she now someone you have sex with, or what? No. Wow, you're really ruining. You're ruining the the thing by, by making it so much cooler than it was. What's but, the big uh, reveal? Two weeks ago. She was in the front row at my comedy show, laughing the whole time. Fuck me, that's, told, that's even better than having sex. This is amazing. I agree. And she told the booker that I was her favorite comic. Oh, I, this is the, I now know someone who's Carly Rae Jepsen's favorite comedian. Isn't that This is wild? now my humble brag. It is your brag. It is your brag. This isn't share. your brag anymore. This is everyone no, who knows you's it's brag. It's everyone's brag. Thank goodness. Oh man, it uh. takes a village, doesn't it? Uh, it really does. Like you, it's good. It's got to be a good year, right? Did you After get a that? chance to talk to her? 
I think I said, someone handed her some bagels, and I think I said something effective like, those are great bagels, and she smiled at me, and I don't know. But she was in the front row laughing the whole time. There's a picture of me on stage in the back of her head that I can send you. Wow. She, she, mm-hmm. You were commented on her bagels. Yep. It's, uh, there's some weird Jewish. She doesn't seem very Jewy to me. No, Carly Rae I don't Jepsen. get that from her. Not I'm not getting all. Jew vibes. No, uh-uh. I'm getting like... Can you the, believe that? Her favorite her, of all the comics that night. Mia. Say a little more. How does she get a chance to talk to the booker of this venue? Like, what's going on? She actually... She is dating the booker's brother. Whoa. That's how she ended up at this weird little comedy show in Oakland in the first place. My God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Her favorite one. Of the night. How yep. did you find that out? From the booker? Yeah. Wow. Top Part of me wanted to ask, like, so who did Carly? But I didn't because I'm like, that's too much. But then out of nowhere, he was like, hey, just so you know, Carly said that you were her favorite. Okay. Which he didn't have to say and she didn't have to say, but... I'm going to try to get Carly Rae Jepsen on this show for your next appearance. Thank you so much. I'd really like that. You guys have that Canadian connection. I, I do. I know uh, each other. And I'm working. We have a, I mean, she's mostly helping with booking, but we have a producer on the show, Lydia, who I think probably sent you 75 emails. Yeah, I know I, Lydia. Love her. Love her. Uh, she, she, she could probably, she'll track her down. I don't know. Track if, her down. I don't know if she'll say yes. She'll say no, but. Probably. I mean, how famous is she? She wrote Call Me ba- Maybe Baby 20 years ago. What has she done since? more things she just recently released a new album she did uh-huh do you know this because she likes you or you know you knew this independently of that no i, I looked it up afterwards because i'm like what is she doing the loneliest time is what the album's called yeah it's not a bad cover nice album art it's a nice album art yeah wistful wistfully looking over her shoulder mm-hmm. does not look Thank jewish you. not a jew no no uh i wish more music shows were like wow we really need a comedian to open this up i need a comedian to open up my tour i wish carly would realize that she needs a comedian to open up her tour i feel like dave Chappelle. think what you want about him has used musicians to start a show i don't know if i've okay. ever heard of it it's the reverse. other way around though I don't think anyone's like, wow, I really want to see Carly Rae Jepsen, but first, I want to get some chuckles in. You know, nobody says that. I see the other way around. You get the DJ to pump up the crowd, and they're pumped up, and then the comic comes out, and they're pumped. But I, I don't see it the other way around. No, me neither. I, I know there's comedy and music festivals, but it's usually like on a separate stage. It's a separate stage. And, yeah. yeah, it's different. Why don't you get in touch with her people and offer to open for her? On her The Loneliest Time Tour, which may or may not be happening. Yeah, okay, I'll reach out. I'll have my people talk to her people. <laughs> what about incorporating this into your, your comedy bio? Uh, yeah, I think I should put it on my website. I think I should be allowed to put it on my website that Carly Rae Jepsen once said I was her favorite comic on a lineup. Um, uh, what about... I, N- Natasha was my favorite of the comedians at the show and then attributed to Carly Rae Jepsen, comma... And put a picture of her with her mouth open. Yes, but in the quote, uh-huh. it should, it should say colon or, or no uh, hyphen Carly Rae Jepsen, comma probably. <laughs> it's accurate, right? I like that. She yeah, probably like said that. She probably said that. Yeah. That's what a great thing. Wow. We've really learned a lot today about you. Okay, I need so to update my website. That's uh-huh. your humble brag. I think we'll talk about the date, and then we'll call it a show. Uh, we'll call it a great first taping. Yeah, okay, cool. Thank uh, despite you. the fight that you and I got into before the taping. Where it I was, was intense. It was vicious. career was advice that you didn't lot. ask for and didn't want and didn't agree with. Uh, okay, the date. You've been dating? Are you, are you doing sex I've with men? I've several. Well, hey. I don't know. Should, what, do, what do people ask you? Is it weirder <laughs> that I'm alone asking you this instead of having a little like uh, bore, like t- person in the room with us? 
No, it's just the same as before. All right. <laughs> I always felt like whenever I asked you something disgusting on my last show, the fact that there was someone else in the room. It's like made it legitimate? It, no, made it like I could do it without being too much of a creep. It's like... Uh, yeah, made it legitimate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like going to the doctor, the gyno, uh-huh. and it's a man, and there's like a female nurse in the room. Like he So can, everything's okay. Yeah, that happen. He's not a creep, right? Um, okay, so dates that you've been on. I'm, I, okay, so there's a beautiful man Ooh. that I've gone on. Some, like a, a Jason Momoa-looking man. Ooh, he is... I don't know if he's a good actor, but he's so handsome. Big, beautiful, this guy that, six foot three, gorge, big. Oh, marry him. Love him. I know. Love I that met for him you. at a show because he was bartending at the bar that the show was at. Oh. He already knew who I was. He already followed me on Instagram. Oh, he had been talking to, to Carly like, Ray the night you're before. He had, and she's like, so, wow. You're, she's I'm interrupting. He too. follows you on Instagram. He said you're He followed me on Instagram. So, like, when I got to the bar, he was like, oh, hey, I follow you, blah, 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 blah. And it was clear that he kind of wanted to talk to me the rest of the night. And then he, like, uh, anyway, I'm like, you can reach out to me on Instagram or whatever, you know? And he's like, yeah, we should hang out. And I'm like, what does this big, beautiful man want to do with me? Just like a silly little Muppet, you know? But I'm like, oh, let him do whatever he wants with the yeah, silly little Muppet. Throw him over the shoulder. Do he whatever. Break me in half. Carry you up a volcano. Volcano or I don't know what do people do. I don't know, but we went on our first date, and I remember like when I came to hug him, he was like, "Whoa, I didn't, I forgot how petite you are." And I'm Ooh. like, "Yeah, I'm very small." You, you're, you're into stupid. that. Uh, some smaller no. women like the huge men. Some smaller women like the small men. It's not my thing, uh, actually. Uh, I usually don't like dating guys who are very, very tall. It makes me look like an idiot. Why? It makes me look like a tiny little person, a huge person. Like, I don't know how they could respect me when I'm so small, you know? Like, it makes me look dumb. Just like this dumb, tiny person next to this huge person. I don't like it. I demand mm-hmm. respect from tall people. <laughs> you have to. <laughs> yeah, you demand it, but do you get it? No, I don't get it from anyone, That's though. what I'm saying, you the, know? But I get the same amount from tall people as I do from... yeah. But, you know, it's funny. It's a fun change. It'll be a fun change, maybe. Does he have long hair? Yep. Oh, curly kind of wavy, you know, like rough. Kind of wavy. Usually keeps in a little bun. Has like a bunch of very pretty rings, oh, you know. pretty rings. A, like, a, like a big, beautiful man. Oh, my God. Is it's he, insane. Is he white or is he he's sort of like half Hawaiian? I like think a, he's a half Mexican. Oh, my God. I love him. Gorgeous. I'll send you pictures later. Oh, oh my God. Who needs pornography? Man. I don't know. I just, this is... This, She's my imagination. I, know. I introduced so my friend. He's like, come out to my bar some other time after he and I went on a date. He's like, hey, I'll be at this bar this weekend bartending. And I bring my friend and my friend sees him and she's just like shocked. She's like, Natasha, you gotta. Gotta. <laughs> you gotta do something with that. Seem like a nice guy. Like <laughs> He's a sweetheart. He's really lovely. Any indicators that he's not a creep? Like, you know, does he have a, a friend or something? I, I think he has friends. Good, the one yeah. thing that's going to be tough is he has a cat, but that's oh. okay. We can just stay at my place, you know? Yeah, men and their cats. Am I right? Yeah. And he has roommates anyway, so it's like, we want to stay at my place anyway, yeah. you know? Don't you have a roommate? No, I live alone. Oh, my God. You do? Look I at this you mess. Had... I live alone. I thought you had a roommate for some reason. Nope. 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 Me on my own. All on your own. You got uh-huh. that, that sort of uh-huh. got coffin device in your bedroom. Oh, I sold that. You sold your coffin. Are you talking about the light machine? Yeah, the yeah. light machine. Yeah, I to, sold that a while to back. Treat the skin ailment. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is this guy's name, and when are we going out with him next? It's a very unique name. You don't have to say it then. Just handsome. Okay. What's a name that might be similar? Uh, uh, Gordon. Gordon. No, I mean, like, is it a Latino name, or like, is it? 
It's just like a just a fun, weird name I've never heard. Fun weird name. Love him. Yeah. Love him. Love that. Beautiful man. Six, so I have three. that on deck. I kind of sort of went on a date with a lady. We'll see how that goes. Are you sleeping I went on a couple with ladies? Dates with this or? very very funny guy. That's nice. Are you sleeping with ladies? I feel like why not just date all three of them? I'm kind of just right now, one at a time, rotating back and forth. You know, rocking out with your motherfucking cock out. I love it. That's me. <laughs> uh, have you dated a woman seriously since we last spoke, like uh, on the air? Um, no, I mean, this is my first time getting back into dating. I really haven't done it in a long time. Are you in so. a... Your, your, your position before was I'm too much of a mess to date. <laughs> was that a too crude of a way to put it? No, I think that's a kind way to put it in an accurate way. But now I'm like, I have a job, whatever. Okay. Like stuff's more regular. I'm going to be here for a while. Do you still feel like a mess, it. but like the, you have the markers of not being a mess? So you're like, I guess I'm not one. Or do you feel? Oh, I always feel like a mess. Yeah. Um, and I always feel kind of overwhelmed and very busy. But usually the busyness is with things that would theoretically indicate that I am not a mess and that other folks view me as not a mess, you know, because the busyness is with projects that people want to do with me or like comedy stuff people want to work on with me, you know, and so those are good signs. I'm like that with anxiety. I could be just like unemployed and a total loser like I am now. I could have a good job. It would all be the same. Mm -hmm. um, do you find when you're more busy, you can get, I know this is like a cliche, but you're more busy, you can get more stuff done. When you're not busy, you can't get anything done. Uh, yeah, a little bit. But also, if I have too much on my plate, I do freeze. Mm, like um, a deer in the headlights. Uh-huh. I can get stressed out and freeze and get so overwhelmed. So I have to, like, calm down and, like, read or... What are your tactics for dealing with the freeze and not letting the bus hit you? Um, I have to... Sometimes I do just have to, like, turn everything off. Like, maybe I am watching something or reading something or taking a nap and calming down. And then finding the tiniest thing that's not too much to do, but that's on the list. Like, maybe it's unloading the dishwasher and, like, ooh, look, I've done this easy thing. Maybe I can do something a little bit harder and, like, working my way up until I get to the hardest thing. Um, for me, it's the first step is loading the dishwasher. Oh, uh, yeah, no. Me, I like to unload it. When it's empty, I'll just mime taking out dishes, you know? It's practical. <laughs> that's the small thing that you're getting done that's a tiny thing like, let's practice emptying the empty work. dishwasher that's uh -huh. it i really did something today uh karen that's what i imagine your therapist name is even though i know your therapist name you know my therapist um wow that's uh now you we were talking about our childhoods a little bit like uh the the coping techniques we have for dealing with the dysfunctional home where does freezing like a deer in the headlights come into play like your earliest time you felt that overwhelmed and you just kind of freeze. I feel like that's probably like a long time in my functioning because my households when stuff was bad or people were angry, I wasn't really allowed to like respond back in any way. Um, so you were not only is the freezing like you were forced to freeze in some sense. Yeah. Mm -hmm. wow. It's very much like freeze and shut down, you know, because also if like my parent was trying to like upset me or like get a reaction out of me. There's a part of me that knew that like they won if they got any kind of reaction out of me, you know? So like very trained to just kind of like shut down so and give nothing. Freezing was the best possible way to deal with overwhelming situations growing up. Absolutely. So you got good at it. Yeah, these are like a mental flight, you know, where you're yeah. just like somewhere no, else. I can relate. And then as an mm -hmm. adult, it's like, no, I don't, I don't want to be freezing right now, but I got good at this growing up and what do I do? It feels so nice, or at least better than the other options. But if you're like freezing, you're not really moving towards anything. Yeah. And I feel like when we're scared, we don't want to move towards anything. But I know that we need to be moving to make other good things happen. Gotta you reach know? for the holster when you're scared. Gotta. The holster. Shoot the whatever's there, right? It's, yeah, kill them. Kill them dead. what I learned moving to the United States. Uh, 
That's us. Well, I, I'll tell you how you deal with the freeze as an adult. Go to therapy once a week, right? Is that my right? Yeah. Are you back in it's, therapy? Because I know you didn't have a job. No, I'm not back in therapy. Do you yet. have health insurance with your job? I do. Then and I get need back to, in therapy. I texted my therapist and I told her I'm coming back. And so we're going to, I just want to see with like a couple of these paychecks, like what the numbers look like every week with how much money I have, you know, before okay. I start dipping oh, into that's fine. another 190 a week, you know? No, I'm, I hear you. I hear you. Do what you want. I'm just yelling at you. But at the end of the day, therapy it's okay. or no therapy. It's because you care. And I like that. And I uh, used to be neighbors with your therapist. Who's Who else is going to, you know, keep She's tabs so on cool. She's so cool. So cool. I love her. Natasha. This was something. David, wasn't it? I mean, we did it. We did it. We can't say we didn't. It's done. Did it feel different than than before or the same? I think it felt the same, you mm. know, less like, oh, we got to wrap up for the break and less like, what, what, what wacky article are we going to make fun of right now? You know? In my uh, mind, I'm like, when I'm not managing a clock, I'll have all this extra space in my brain to be more creative because I won't be stressed about the constraints of terrestrial radio. Uh, but now it just feels like empty space. It's not like I had this genius to fill it with. It's like, no, I just... It's There's it. something about like boundaries and like a little bit of a crunch that can make, make beautiful things blossom, you I know? know? I know. And yet here you are, beautiful and blossoming. Blossomed. Thank you. Likewise. You're welcome. I uh, hope to have you on here again. Although, like every time you show up, like, why the fuck did she do that? And there's no way she'll show up again. She will. She keeps coming back. I know. I can't imagine why. <laughs> Maybe that's your childhood. You like being tortured, you know. But on your own terms. Uh, NatashaVinnick.com. <laughs> uh, thanks for coming. <laughs> Thank you for having me. What a delight. 